All right, welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today we're going to talk about the New York Jets, the super hot Philadelphia Eagles, a little fantasy football, and of course our locks of the week. Want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. Hey, what's up, buddy? Good to have you back, Kahuna. How are we feeling? You know, I feel good. Uh, just uh, been missing not being here. Yeah, well, this is our week. We're going to put some locks in. We're going to talk about these Jets, these Eagles. Let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, well, uh, you know what? I tell you what, last couple of weeks have been a good time to be Eagle fan. And, uh, you know, looking at 11-1, and one, so I'm really happy about that. They're a great position for this uh, NFC lock for the playoffs at home. Um, but, you know, what I'm really happiest about is not just the way they're playing, but, you know, all we've been talking about in the beginning, especially after that loss in Washington, is they got to do something about the run. They got to stop the run. And you know what? They made some moves. Got Robert Quinn. They got Joseph. The they got Sue. I mean, they got all these guys. And look, were they were they the answer? No. But were they bodies that fill gaps? Absolutely. And what did they do since then? Aaron Jones, forty three yards rushing. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, eighty four. Derrick Henry, uh, Henry, thirty yards rushing, and they won three games. So that to me is a statement that they're making moves now to solidify themselves for the run. Very excited. And, you know, uh, last week also, the special teams started to look better, right? Their punt return and kickoff return guy putting up some yards. So what do you think? Uh, well, the Eagles coming off uh, a win against the Tennessee Titans, 35-10. Now Philadelphia Eagles 11-1. Uh, Jalen Hurts continuing to have an MVP season. He had uh, 380 yards, three touchdowns, 29-39, very productive. Uh, the guy we talked about last year and a lot this year, Miles Sanders, running the ball very well. Only 10 attempts, 24 yards, but he found the end zone, something he didn't do last year, and he's taking those hits away from Jalen Hurts in the red zone. I like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, of course, A.J. Brown, uh, the big uh, homecoming party going against his former team he had eight receptions 119 yards two touchdowns coming off a, a week before with a great game where he had an illness so it's good to see aj brown pumped up and i mean some of the catches he made were, were absolutely perfect yeah i think aj brown actually had something to do with that uh, general manager getting fired over the titans the guy that said no we got to get we got to move him right well imagine being derrick henry because you know now you got all these guys in the box stuffing up the run game aj brown even Corey davis when they had both of them uh tennessee was moving the ball T Tannehill was a much more productive quarterback he was able to run a little bit and of course it helps derrick henry when the line has an eight you know nine guys in yeah you know i don't know if henry's getting to the end of his rope too he's had a couple games now he's in the 30s 40 yards of rushing so it may not be all eagles it derrick might be henry's a bit... entire life has been 25 to 30 rushes <laughs> since high school so i think he'll be all right another two three seasons but let's look uh, look forward here up next for the eagles we got the seven four and one new york giants uh line right now is philly minus seven over under 45 and a half um, the Giants having a pretty good season. Let's talk Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, and you know whoever the receiver is that week for the Giants. You know, they kind of hit a soft patch, right, the last three, four games. And I think the real reason is they're starting to play better competition. The other thing is the teams have figured out what to do with Saquon, right? They're stopping his uh, runs, and they're really kind of curtailing his uh, run after catch on pass plays. So I think that's kind of changed the dynamic of the Giants. They're a little bit banged up in the, in the back end. Um, Daniel Jones, though, not really making a lot of mistakes. He's still getting his uh, yards out rushing. And I think one of the secrets to this game is going to be how do we control uh, Danny Dimes? How do we keep him in the pocket so that the pressure will go ahead and disrupt the play and not let him squeak out for 10, 15-yard rushes on third downs? Because we got to get them off the field. It's like anything else. 
So I really think we got to concentrate on slowing down Barkley and controlling Danny Dimes. The rest will fit, fit itself in. Yeah, the Duke man, Daniel Jones, he has uh, 2,365 yards on the year, 11 touchdowns, but only four interceptions. So for the Giants, it's always been Achilles' heel. Either when Eli Manning was there, they always had almost a 50-50 touchdown-interception ratio. Uh, but him cutting down on a lot of these mistakes, a lot less fumbles this year. He's running the ball very well as a quarterback. I think his legs are very underappreciated. I think when he wants to go out there and make yeah, a he run, can he run. can. He can no, run. Except for that one run where he got taken down by the 10-yard line. <laughs> and uh, you know the blue line on the ice rink has got me a few times. So I can understand it. Uh, but right, Saquon Barkley, a Lehigh Valley legend uh, this year. He's already got over a thousand yards on the ground, eight touchdowns. It's a huge bounce back season from what he's done. I think he's going to have a good game, but you're right. To stop the Giants, you stop Barkley. Absolutely. So, you know, the other thing about the Eagles right now before we move on is uh, they've been pretty healthy. Like I said, Robert Quinn just got hurt, but we got Maddox coming back maybe this week. We got Goddard coming back maybe next week. That's going to be huge. And uh, they're just rolling, they're firing all cylinders. They're running 350 yards. They're passing 380 yards. So I'm looking for the Eagles to control this game. But I don't know if it's going to be a big blowout. It's still a division game. The Giants are going to play him tough in New York. Uh, I'm looking at Eagles 27-20. What do you think? I, I think the Eagles will cover here. I think uh, this is a big game for the Eagles, division game. I think Barkley will have a little bit of success, but for the Giants to win, he's going to have to have 150 yards, uh, scrimmage yards, two touchdowns, and with the Eagle defense playing the way it is and stopping the run with Sue up front, I'm going to give uh, Eagles the nod here. I think Eagles continue to play well. I'd rather see the Eagles, you know, at home here, but, you know, I think they can win in that yeah, line. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking Sanders too today, this week. All right, let's talk a little fantasy football. Fantasy football. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit. Let's do a little sit-start fantasy action. Kahuna, what do you got? Well, especially this week, right? The last uh, bye week of the season, we're going to have six teams out. So there's going to be some decisions to be made. Starting a quarterback, you know what? I think I just love Kirk Cousins this week going up to Detroit. It's going to be a wide-open shootout. It's going to be like an old uh, OK Corral, right? It's going to be a bang, bang, so bang. So tell me why that line Detroit minus one. Well, I still think Minnesota wins, but Detroit has been playing great. They're putting up all kinds of points. Their defense is getting tighter. Almost so, like they're playing nothing to lose right now mentality. They're going out. They're slinging the ball. They're making the right plays. The defense seems to be a little bit more juiced than usual. Look, I'm not saying Brown. He's a monster, right? He's uh, playing now healthy again. You got DeAndre Swift coming back. Getting healthy. Him and Jamal Jamal Williams have been dominant in the running back position. Oh, Jamal Williams. 13 touchdowns. He's the flagpole running back. He just gets to the one and falls in. But uh, And then you also got DJ Shark. So, look, they got the tools. They're going to put up 30 points game in, game out. Now, Minnesota, I just like Kirk Cousins this week because Detroit doesn't get to the quarterback. That's kind of the secret. I think he's going to be able to throw. I'm gonna, you're going to see uh, – uh, Dalvin Clark run up and down on, on Detroit, and, and I like this. It's going to be a big Cousins, yeah, Jefferson. Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, and if yeah. Cousins does well, Jefferson does well. Jefferson, you know, playing the Jets last week, it was uh, – we'll, we could talk about that later. Sure. But um, uh, Jefferson's not going against Sauce this week. Oh, I know, absolutely. There's nobody on the Detroit team, really, I think that could cover him. I think he'll have 130 yards and two touchdowns. So Kirk Cousins I like to, as a start. Now a sit to me – Tom Brady. And I know everybody's going to say, oh, he did it again, right? He came back in the fourth quarter. He won the game against New Orleans. But if you watch that game, he didn't look good, no. right? And, uh, and who is he playing? He's playing San Fran, arguably the best defense in the league right in now. In almost every category. Yeah. Now, one of the, the things that go, oh, how, how is uh, San Francisco going to win going against uh, Tom Brady? Eh, 
Yeah, they got Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, they call him, which I think, hey, you're an NFL quarterback. You're not irrelevant. So let that go. He played okay last week. But that notwithstanding, I think they're going to pressure Brady into mistakes. Uh, and and he, just, he just didn't look good to me. So I, I say sit Tom. And this party, he's another quarterback. I think he started four years in college as well. So he has a lot of game experience. He's not coming in after playing one season at college. He's played a lot of football. Uh, he has a pretty good high IQ. So I think he'll have a pretty good start. And in San Francisco, you got McCaffrey to throw the ball to. You got Devo to hand the ball off Great to. players. George Kittle as a safety valve, which we'll talk about. I think he needs to be used a lot more than he's been being used lately. You got, a, you, you got all kinds of uh, you know A players back there. All so, right, so let's go to receiver then. What do you uh, got? Yeah, well, let's start. I'd say St. Brown. I mean, we're talking golf. We're talking about a monster game, points in Detroit. So St. Brown coming off a huge week last week. I say start him again. Oh, absolutely. That, that's a no-brainer. But, you know, a sneaky start for me is Corey Davis. I think the Jets, and we'll talk about it later, are going to have to throw. They already got Wilson going, gangbusters. I think they're going to fit Corey Davis in. So that's somebody you may want to be able to pick up even and throw out there. I'm going to go against you there. If I had to start anyone besides Garrett Wilson on the Jets this week, I think I'll go Elijah Moore. Uh, I still wouldn't make the call to start him on my, my team, but sure. if I had to pick between Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, I'm stuck on a jet receiver. I might go Moore, even though his production has been slacking yeah. lately. Yeah, I don't know if it's more or less with him, but, uh, you know. That's good. <laughs> All right, running back. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We got to sit somebody. We got to sit somebody. Who are we sitting in wide receiver? I'm sitting Corey Davis or Elijah Moore. I would definitely start Safe Brown there. No question about it. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting Amari Cooper this week, Cincinnati. Ooh, Amari Cooper. You don't think Deshaun Watson's going to have it two weeks in a row? Well, I'm going to tell you, he didn't have it last week at all. They didn't even have an offensive touchdown or point in that, in that game, right? It was all defense scoring. So, uh, yeah, Cooper just right now with Deshaun, I, I'm not trusting it. Going against Cincinnati, they beat Kansas City, so put him on the bench. I also like as a, as a must start is uh, Chris Godwin. Right now he has more receptions or more targets than anyone in the NFL uh, out of the slot position. I think he's been getting 10, 12 looks a game. Him and Brady are connecting. Oh, Evan yeah. seems to be the odd man out right now. I don't know if it's based on defensive coverage. Or, yeah, he's the guy there. But Godwin right now must start if you have him. Hopkins, same thing. Oh, yeah. Running back. Okay, so you've got groups here. you got Pollard and Zeke. Talk a little Dallas Cowboys. Well, look, yeah, you can start either one of them. They're going to go crazy going against Houston. Uh, you saw what happened Houston last week at Dallas. Uh, but I'm they sorry. contain Chubb. You know, they still contain Chubb. Houston played uh, Cleveland last week. They still lost because Cleveland's defense scored three touchdowns, but they did contain Chubb. I think he had eight fantasy points. It was a season low. Yeah, well, I don't think they had to worry about Deshaun that much, but uh, I think you must start Pollard, Zeke, and, and as a sneaky backup, I'm thinking you could look at the Wilson-Mostert uh, combination, too, going against uh, the Chargers because right now I think that's kind of one of the ways to beat him. I don't know if two is completely healthy and maybe pushing a run game finally in Miami is going to give them a little bit of time to protect Tua, and I think you're going to get yards no matter what. So those are kind of my two uh, tandem picks for the must-starts. Yeah, I like uh, the Dallas Pollard. I think he's been really great out of the backfield. Um, Zeke looks to be more of a, uh, a fullback these days, uh, short distance, uh, third and one, second and one type back who can break a 10-yard run here or there. But, you know, I remember when they gave him his eight, nine-year you know, year deal, I said, I don't think he survives four of those as the monster he was. And now, what, year three, four, five, he, he hasn't even been the starter. So Yeah, uh, Pollard, look, he's been electric, right? You, you can't take anything away from him. He's been leading. He's getting more touches. But right now, Zeke is still a hammer. But it shows you having two backs right. on a team makes a big difference because you can't run one guy, you know, third, unless you're Derrick Henry. But, yeah. you know, he's a freak of nature. Is everyone else, you got two backs. Exactly. I mean, that's why lose, the Jets lose him. Bryce Hall, huge, you know, huge downfall for the team. You know, we got Robinson. He hasn't really done what we thought he would do. But, you know, we'll talk to Jets a little bit. Let's go tight end. Wait a minute. 
Again, we got to sit a running back. What are we doing? I'm going to sit Mostert and Wilson, to be honest. I think Tua is going to continue to throw the ball. I know he was a little banged up, but I would say he's still going to be throwing the ball this week. So I'd I'd start Pollard and Zeke. All right. Well, I got to sit Damian Pierce at Houston. I just think Dallas has been – their defense is just dominating. And I don't think you're going to be have time to do a running back play. So, well, the big thing like with you. Damian Pierce is he doesn't get any targets out of the backfield. Right. I mean, he'll get almost 18, 19 rushes per game, 8,900 yards. But in the fantasy point world, he's getting 10 points, where Eckler will rush the ball sometimes 52 yards, but he'll also get eight catches out of the backfield, changing his fantasy stock there. Yep. Yep. How about tight end? Tight end? Well, I mean, I'm going to say George Kittle is a must-start this week. He's been very disappointing all year, minus the one game two weeks ago with the two touchdowns. I just think now with a new quarterback, safety valve, he's got to get more looks than he's getting. He's getting two looks a game, maybe three. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for somebody a little deeper in the weeds I like to play. I like to play Hunter Henry this week. I think they've been trying to get him into the game. They've been making plays. He's dropped a couple of red zone looks. Uh, but against Arizona, you know, they like the cheat code for tight ends. So I, I think you can't go wrong with uh, Hunter Henry this week, plus the couple of two, three other guys that you know are money, right? Well, what do you think about Mark Andrews, Baltimore? Tell me what you think. Is he a start or a sit? I mean, most people say he's a must start, kind of like Kittle. He's got the boom, tight end one point potential do you not play him now Lamar Jackson might be out this week I I think you cannot not play him I know that's a double negative uh but unless you have just you know you you got Kittle and Lamar or you got Everett or Lamar or somebody so you know I'm just thinking you got to look at it and you got to say do I have somebody better than Andrews with his potential and the answer is probably not yeah yeah probably not so one last but not least you're talking about sits the tight ends I'm sitting at uh, Beland, Bellinger or Belanger, yeah, over at the, the Giants. I just think the Eagles' D is going to, you know, work them over pretty and good. And nobody catches the ball for the Giants outside of Barkley. So. Yeah. Well, Slayton. Slayton's been good lately. Slayton only has, I thought, what, two, three touchdowns for the year, 300-something yeah. yards. So yeah. really, at the end of the day, not too much production out of there. And imagine if uh, the Giants did have a productive wide receiver. I mean, they have to really go out next year, make a trade, pick yep. somebody up and draft somebody because – Danny Dimes is doing a lot with no help at the receiver position. That's absolutely Aaron true. Aaron Rodgers likes to complain he's got nobody, but Danny Dimes has nobody. <laughs> All right, let's go to the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets lose to Minnesota Vikings 22-27. What a heartbreaking loss, not being able to put it in the end zone there at the very end on the goal line, on the inch line. you got to make that touchdown, got to score. With that said, Jets are still 7-5 and five in the playoff hunt. Mike White now at the top uh, at the quarterback position. What do you think there? I'm going to call him Mike White Hot. Last two games, he's got, what, 684 yards, three touchdowns against two picks. Yeah, the picks are a little costly. But nonetheless, he's making that game move right now, right? He's got the Jets up and down the field. And you didn't have that with Zach. So uh, I like Mike White. You know, you know, I've never been a Wilson fan. So right now I'm very happy. Uh, what, what, uh, what he's doing with Garrett Wilson is just amazing. And uh, I like Corey Davis. You like Elijah Moore. And don't forget Tyler Conklin. So that passing game is really starting to work. It's coming alive. You're right. You know, Wilson, I had a lot of faith in him. I think maybe down the road he'll be a good quarterback. But even what I saw last year with Mike White when he came in, I didn't understand why we benched him so soon. He was putting even 400-plus yards. He was moving the offense. He comes in this year, gets the big win. I know we should have won last week. It would have been really great for everybody if he would have just snuck in the end zone. But they should have ran the ball on second, third, and fourth.
fourth down at least once. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't want to get into that. But Mike White, 31 of 57. 57 attempts is a lot of attempts. It's too many. We need to be running the ball a little bit better. We had Knight. He only got 15 attempts, 90 yards. We should have gave him the ball more at the end. But 369 yards, no no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a rush TD, even though Berrios did drop that ball uh, on the fourth goal play. So I'm not sure. What do you think of Michael Carter, if he's going to be uh, playing this week? But I tell you what, that Zonovan, the dark knight, is looking really sharp. He's hitting the holes. He's got fire. He just, he's pounding. Well, he's there. fresh. He should be out there hitting the hole hard, and he should be trying to get a roster spot. So I want to see continued running out of him, production. And if he can get another 90 to 110 yards, you keep keep going with him. What's going on with Robinson? I don't know. He uh, he complained uh, a little bit, and he didn't see as much time. But uh, they said they want to get him in. They want to use him. They used him a little bit, you know, last week. Hopefully, he'll get a little bit more this week. But I'd say go with the hot hand. Whoever's rushing the ball well, whoever getting four or five yards of carry, keep it going. And Garrett Wilson, like you said, he had eight receptions, 162 yards, no touchdowns. But he's been the man the last couple of weeks for the Jets. Phenomenal. And he's a rookie. Let's just say that rookie draft class, Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Maybe the best wide receiver in the rookie class this year with his performance. Sauce, no question. Best corner. I mean, he's he's playing like the best corner in the league this year as a rookie. And with the defensive end, Johnson playing very well this year. And let's not forget about Bryce Hall, who got hurt, who was the best running back in the whole class. I tell you what, they're, they're really lucky with their uh, picks. And don't forget their defense as a whole. They're really playing well. So, you know, that's what's got them 7-5 right now. So what do you think about the Bills? Well, Bills, uh, I mean, the line right now it was minus 9.5. It's down to minus 9, over under 44. I like the over there. Uh, but the Bills, you know, Josh Allen, he has uh, almost 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions this year. Bills are 9-3. and three. They did lose to the Jets earlier. It was a big win for us. Uh, Devin Singletary's rushing the ball, 600 yards, 4 touchdowns and they got a superstar elite wide receiver in Stefan Diggs, who's got 91 receptions, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's Mr. Production. Yeah, and you know what? The last few games, uh, you know, Josh Justin hasn't, he hasn't looked as sharp as normal to me. Um, they've been doing a lot of three and outs, which is very uncharacteristic. Uh, and in some of the games, they didn't even involve Diggs until the second half almost. I did think Josh Allen was banged up a couple weeks ago. Well, I remember he, he hurt elbow. his hand a little bit. I, I, think elbow, it's, yeah. I think it's had an effect on his game the couple the previous weeks. But, uh, I mean, he's a beast. He's a monster. He's still putting up 25 touchdowns. So I, I think he'll be ready, healthy, have a good game this week. I think the best thing about the uh, Bills right now is, uh, other than Allen and Diggs, is they're pretty healthy. And their defense is getting healthier at the right time. So I think that's kind of going to be scary, and that's going to have a big impact against these Jets because they don't want to lose to the Jets again. You know, they felt that was an embarrassing loss. I just thought the Jets played well. So uh, this is going to be a tough game, but the Bills have a lot to play for because they're playing for that AFC North, uh, the AFC Championship home field advantage. And, uh, you know, I just don't see the Jets having enough in Buffalo to take this game. I'm going to go a close game. Solid game, like 23-20. Ooh, 23-20. I think there'll be a little bit more points. I think it's going to be around 28-21. I'm not sure which way it's going to fall, though. I think the Jets, could we get lucky? Could we have a monster game in Buffalo? Yes, but odds are Buffalo is probably going to walk away with this in the second half. Uh, but let's see what Mike White has. This is a huge opportunity for him to secure the, the quarterback position for the rest of the season. And uh, you obviously know that his teammates are behind him. They're wearing Mike White shirts to the game last week. I just feel bad that they couldn't punch that freaking ball and from the goal line. Look, I love the way the Jets have been playing, but there's no way they're beating Buffalo twice this year. Oof, I hope you're wrong about that. All right, <laughs> let's go to our locks of the week. Lock of the week. All right, we're going to start with the Panthers, 4-8. and eight. 
in Seattle, seven and five. Uh, right now, the line Seattle minus three and a half. Uh, we could talk about Geno Smith having a great year. The ex Jets, good to see him having success. Uh, we got DK Metcalf, who's been playing very well as of the last six weeks. Um, a lot of a lot of grabs. I think he was eight for eight last week, one twenty-seven and a, a touchdown. Lot of looks every game, yep. And Lockett scoring as well. It looks like he's getting a little healthier, getting his speed back. So Seattle in Seattle playing well, uh, looking to get into the playoffs, get that eighth win. I think this line's a little short. I'm going to take uh, Seattle with the minus three and a half. Panthers going across the country. I, I like Seattle. Yeah, you know, the other thing is we got to keep in mind that Seattle is a little bit, uh, well, they're a lot banged up in the running back department. I mean, sure, early in the year, what, they lost Penny. Then they got Walker came in, right? He was, a, he was a phenom rookie, but now he's dinged up. Is he going to play or not? I'm leaning no. But then who was backup? DJ Dallas dinged up. Travis Homer dinged up. They just went ahead and picked up uh, Wayne Gallman, put him on a practice squad. I don't know if he'll be available. So they got some uh, issues in their running game. So I wouldn't bet this game anywhere uh, unless you know what's going to happen with the uh, Seattle running backs. But Seattle defense has been playing a little bit better, especially in the back end. So I, I look for them to be very competitive at home. And they do have the 13th man out there, don't they? They do. So with, uh, with Carolina, the Panthers, you know, ever since they got rid of the coach, they've been playing pretty good ball. Deonta Foreman, you know, he's been just a power, but he's almost like a little Derrick Henry lookalike. And uh, he's coming back this week. He should be healthy. So you can you can get to Seattle through the run. So if Deonta Foreman's having a great game, it's going to put Seattle on their back heels. So I think when it all comes down, it's going to be all about Geno Smith working Metcalf, Lockett, maybe Fant, maybe Disley, a little bit out of the backfield. But I still think the Seattle Seahawks at home are going to take this like 24 to 17. Yeah, I would agree with you if the uh, I mean, if uh, Seattle was going all the way to Carolina, I think it'd be a different game. Uh, but being in Seattle, uh, losing team Panthers going across, I'm definitely taking Seattle there. Absolutely. All right. Next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is six and six at San Francisco, eight and four. Right now we got San Fran minus three and a half. We could talk about the first place San Fran D McCaffrey or their new quarterback or Tom Brady. Another fourth quarter comeback. Huge two-touchdown drive at the end of the game to beat the Saints, keep them in playoff contention and winning their division. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game to call. I think San Fran at home with the great D will give uh, Tom Brady some fits because he hasn't been scoring points the way he should. So if he's not scoring points against everyone else, how is he doing against San Francisco? Yeah, it's going to be two good defenses playing each other. And, uh, I, you know, I already said sit Brady, so you know how I'm leaning. So I like this. Any which way you cut it, San Fran winning at home, maybe 20 to 16. I think for San Fran, uh, getting Kittle involved is going to make a big difference. If Kittle can find the end zone, if he can find 80 yards, maybe five receptions, it will change up the, the, the point scale of this game. I think Tom Brady could still still win this game. I, I'm not betting it, but uh, I'd have to lean San Fran here at home. But with the new quarterback, you just never know. I mean, first start against Tom Brady, you know, you take Tom Brady, you would say. But San Fran D's has just been that powerful. And McCaffrey, if he's super healthy, you know, you got to watch out for him. Absolutely. All right, then we got the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, nine and three at the Broncos, who are three and nine. Uh, I mean, you should just take the under because the Broncos don't let you score points and they can't score points. Uh, but Kansas City coming off a loss, um, you know, I, I would always take Mahomes after a loss. Same thing uh, in the hockey rink with Tampa Bay. If Asileski loses, he comes back and wins the next game. So definitely the Chiefs the win here. Nine and a half seems a little steep, but I don't think Denver can score with Kansas City. So I would take the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, you know, I, 
Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes is going to do fine. He's going to bounce back after that Cincinnati game. He's got so many weapons. Uh, Kelsey's going to be really aggravated for that fumble loss uh, last week to kind of help cost the game. Um, actually, I like Butker in this one to kick two, maybe three field goals to win it. But uh, I'm looking for the Chiefs in a lower scoring game, like 26-13 to uh, punish because Denver just doesn't have any real offense right now. No, they're talking about Jared Judy have a big week this week. He's their you know number one receiver, but giving them 13 projected points. And then maybe he gets a lucky catch or two, but I don't see him having a huge game. And, and I do think Dulich could get some plays. As a matter of fact, I'm picking him up, using him in some fantasy world. But And they're uh, saying they're using him as a wide receiver a right. lot of the times as well, so he could get a lot of extra points, maybe some extra receptions, not just a tight end blocking type guy all day. They don't score. But at least they're getting some uh, some with some points. And the final game we did talk about earlier was uh, Detroit uh, Minnesota. Detroit minus one. Uh, this line kind of scares me when I look at it because it doesn't seem right. You know what? You got your ten and two Vikings against you know five and seven team in Detroit. Who yeah playing well. But Minnesota's playing well. You know they just beat the Jets. Who have a great defense. They held them out of the end zone. I mean it's still tough to force five field goals on a team regardless. So I still am going to lean Vikings here. I don't, I don't understand it. But usually those lines you got to think about because it doesn't make too much sense. What are we missing? Yeah, well, yuck. Detroit just playing great, and this is going to be probably the highest scoring uh, game of the week. Uh, but something tells me that Minnesota's got enough stop potential in them to, uh, to keep it you know, under control. And I just think Cousins, Jefferson, and his, his core, Cook, they're going to do well and they're going to do just enough with maybe a little defensive help to win this thing by a Even close Even if they one. win by a field goal, that's it. They get the plus one. They don't, they don't have to do it. So, yeah, I like the Vikings there. Vikings outright. Anything else there, Kona? That's all I got. Looking forward to it. And uh, everybody uh, wish you a Merry Christmas to come, a Happy New Year, or however you want to celebrate your holidays. Have a great one. Absolutely, guys. We want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben Orr. And uh, go Jets, 7-5. and five. Go Eagles, 11-1. and one. Keep it up. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Kuna and the Wasp. And have a Merry Christmas. Thank you.